Welcome to the Pad the Stats podcast, your destination for everything fantasy football and where fantasy title hopes come true. And now, your host, James Swanson. Okay, diving even deeper into the wide receiver list for the 2020 rookie class. And Pat Cotter, this is such a deep class. We've talked about this that we need to get this deep almost. Like these guys, even down the list this far 10, 11, 12. Um, we'll talk about the three players here in a minute and dive into their strengths and weaknesses a little more. But man, I thought that all three of these guys have a potential to be more than just a guy at the next level right off the bat. Yeah, I really like what we're seeing from a lot of these guys. I think all these guys can be contributors to a fantasy team. You know, obviously there's going to be guys that miss, but all these guys could become a wide receiver two, if not a wide receiver one in their upcoming offenses. Yeah, so if you're starting to think, wow, we're getting kind of deep and it's to the point now where, okay, can any of these guys be more than wide receiver three for your dynasty teams? Like We're here to tell you, yes, all three of these guys we're about to talk about, I think, have that opportunity. So we're going to talk about Brandon Ayuk out of Arizona State, Michael Pittman out of USC, and Brian Edwards out of South Carolina. So, Pat, let's start with Brandon Ayuk, the six foot, 205-pound wideout from Arizona State. Checked in at the combine, hands nine and three quarters, arms 33 and a half. Those are long ones. Same as Donovan Peoples-Jones, uh, who's a couple inches taller than Ayuk. So those are some long arms. Good 40 time at 4.5, so nothing to worry about in terms of quickness, speed, explosiveness with Ayuk. We'll talk about what he did on tape that kind of solidified that. The bench at 11 reps. Um, vertical, 40 inches, good. Again, explosive, broad, 10.8, a good Good uh, broad jump there as well. No cone or shuttle participation. Very productive guy. 65 catches, almost 1,200 yards, and eight touchdowns in 2019. Um, look, I think that some of the things that he did at the combine, Pat, kind of match up with what we saw in terms of, again, the quickness, the speed, the explosiveness. I think he's a guy who has plenty of speed to win at the next level, um, really in any you know concept, really with any of his routes. I think he he's a... Uh, very adept at working around the line of scrimmage in the screen game can get downfield draws a lot of penalties down the field from what I saw um I'll get into some more of my strengths because I had a, a quite a few that I really liked about Brandon Ayuk but but I want to start with you um kind of get your opinion quickly what were some things that you really liked about him on tape and then what were some things that you didn't like yeah I mean I think the first thing that jumps out about this guy is he's a guy who's going to do a lot once he has the ball in his hands you know, we have a lot of those guys so far in this in this class, guys like Hamler, guys like Lavishka. I mean, CeeDee Lamb has that. There's, I mean, there's a lot of guys in this class that are just dynamic once they get the ball in their hands, and Ayuk's one of those. I mean, I think he's got he's got good speed. He wasn't as fast as I thought he might run in the 40, but he has plenty of speed, and he's going to break away from guys and um, really use his athletic and not only athletic ability, but like just how, how bursty he is, how, how explosive he is to – to win around guys, to get around guys, uh, break them down once he gets them kind of flat-footed, and really win down the field. Yeah, twitchy guy for sure. And he's look, this is a guy here who's very versatile. Um, he's going to step into an NFL locker room, and they're probably going to consider him in some form of special teams off the bat. We saw him do a number in the punt return game. Um, he can return kicks as well, but I think he's going to be able to carve out a role there too early on. Um, de- yeah, definitely a threat after the catch. I like how he works in zones, really good at working zones, kind of working to get open, um, and, and then turning up field quickly and kind of navigating those zones to pick up big chunks after the catch. Um, pretty sure-handed guy. Again, a lot of experience working the screen game. They're looking to get the ball in his hands quickly, and like you mentioned, Pat, 
just another receiver in this class who has a knack for making plays after he has the ball in his hands. There's a ton of guys in this class who do that. Some of them do do it in different ways. Brandon Ayuk does it in a, a twitchy way, a quick way. He's he's definitely that guy who's going to beat you with quickness and some of his speed. Um, I was really impressed. I mentioned I already kind of uh, mentioned this, but he was able to draw a lot of penalties on deep passes. I thought he drew a bunch of pass interference uh, penalties. Um, we were really excited to see him show up in a big big game against number six Oregon. Seven catches, 161 yards, and a touchdown against the Ducks. That's always nice to see against stiff competition and probably the best team in the Pac-12. Um, again, continues to work himself open when QB is scrambling out of the pocket. Plenty of sp- speed to split the corner and safety on skinny posts and turn it into a long gain. So he's got the ability to do a lot of things down the field as well. Um, now, Pat, one of the things that I didn't love about Brandon Ayuk was, you know, he's he's not a physical guy. I thought the upper body builds a little bit on the smaller side. Um, you know, really allowing DBs to jam him at the line of scrimmage. So I think man coverage against NFL corners could be an issue for him. What did you see in that regard? I'd agree. I think that that's going to be really where he's going to need to work on his game if he in the next level is against man coverage. I mean, I think in, against zone, he's okay against at finding spots that are, you know, the weak spots in the zone. I think that he is one of those guys that can that can get to those weak spots pretty pretty easily, you know, and with his speed, with his agility and get around guys and like I said, if they're flat-footed. But he's going to get beat up against it with corners, especially like press man, he's going to he's going to really struggle against. So, that's where I think he really needs to improve his game going forward as well as I didn't I didn't care for his hands. I thought he 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 made a lot of mistakes trying to catch the ball. I didn't think he's he's going to be great either in with contested catches. So that's going to be where he needs to. Really I would improve. say contested catches. Yeah, I didn't see anything personally that made me think he's not a sure-handed guy um, when it comes to concentration stuff. Just easy ones. I didn't see any big-time drops or anything. But um, yeah, I agree. I think ba- working the boundary, um, he's got some speed to pull away from corners. But when it comes to contested catches, not part of his game really. Um, now let's talk about some of the receivers we already, you know, spoke of so far: T. Higgins, Denzel Mims. I know not Regor, uh, Hamler. Do you have Ayuk ahead of any of those guys? I don't know. I mean, I think he's – this is my – kind of where I'm starting to see a break in terms of the guys I think can be ones or, or really high upside twos versus your solid twos. I think Ayuk is one of those solid two guys, a guy that's going to be nice to have along with a solid, you know, a really already well-established receiver. Okay. Um, what's his upside in terms of dynasty? Do you think he's, uh, you know, somebody who can eventually turn into a wide receiver two for your team, or is he going to be maybe more along those lines of a wide receiver three, you know, for the long haul? Yeah, I think I could see him with some wide receiver two years, but generally a wide receiver three, maybe a high upside wide receiver three, low end wide receiver two kind of guy. Okay. Depending on where he goes, you know, obviously, but. Okay. All right. Cool. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think we saw a lot of good things on tape from Brandon Ayuk, and we talked about a lot of those good things that, uh, you know, give him a chance to be a good player at the next level and somebody who I think when you're drafting in the, you know, the third round, late third round, the fourth round of some of your rookie drafts, um, at least in our rookie and free agent draft, I think that's probably about where he'll go, probably that fourth round range. Um, You know, we'll see. But, you know, he's going to be somebody who – um, I, I don't think he's going to be, again, a number one receiver, but I also think he has an ability to be more than just a guy, too. 
So that's kind of where we we see Brandon Ayuk at this point. Now let's talk uh, about a different type of guy who surprised me in some ways. It's much bigger at 6'4", 223 pounds, and that's Michael Pittman. Comes from an NFL background. His dad, Michael Pittman Sr., was an NFL receiver. Uh, we just saw his brother, I think, was is yeah, no, a big-time recruit. Yeah. A big-time recruit or something. Um, so there's some bloodline there and a the guy who, look, he's different to me. He is cut from Definitely. a different mold like he's not like Denzel Mims he's not like T Higgins those other big receivers like he's a different six foot four 223 pounds for sure for sure I mean he's he's a I feel he's a little bit more of a technician than those guys um I don't see him going up and getting the ball quite as much while he but he would not like not saying he can't but he's just not quite the air it out go get it kind of guy where uh, but I, I still think he has really good ability in that in that area I think that some of his game, uh, I looked at a little bit of Vincent Jackson, and I saw some Vincent Jackson in him. Now, I know Vincent Jackson's like 6'6", so not quite the height or the length that Vincent Jackson had, but I see some of Vincent Jackson's game in Michael Pittman. Uh, Some of the combine results, 9 and a quarter inch, 32, 9 and a quarter inch hands, 32 and a half inch arms, 4'5", 240, which was excellent for a 6'4 receiver. Um, speaking of Vincent Jackson, he was right in that four or five range vertical 36 and a half. Good, good vert broad 10, one, uh, the shuttle was very, very good. So this is a guy, and this actually popped up on tape for me. I don't know how you feel about this, but for a six, four guy, I thought he moved get better, more fluidly quicker than I would have expected for a guy that size in short spaces. So in shorter routes, I thought they, you know, when you want to run a five yard hitch with this guy, he can do it. Like, he can navigate in those short spaces, and when he has the ball in his hands after the catch, he's actually pretty quick. Oh, yeah, I agree. I think he actually runs, like, the short to intermediate routes very well. I think that kind of just goes to show how much he was utilized in uh, at USC. Um, what, he had 101 catches or so? Yeah, um, a ton of production. So, I mean, I think they, they use him in a, in, a, in a multitude of fashions. So, I think that, th- that that experience kind of shows out to me. He's kind of like a, a mix between like a Keenan Allen and a, and a Mike Williams. You know, I know they're on the same squad, but I think he's he's got that deep route ability that that Mike Williams has. But at the same time, he, he can run those shorter routes of Keenan Allen. I don't think he's as good at, at either of them as, as those two guys, but kind of you get that little bit of a, a, a mesh a between, mesh the, between those yep. guys. Yeah, uh, those are good ones. I like that. Um, but yeah, speaking of the production, 101 receptions, nearly 1300 yards and 11 touchdowns. So he really balled out at USC in that air raid offense. To put that shuttle time into perspective at four one four, that's better than Denzel Mims, Jerry Judy, Jalen Ragor, Julio Jones, Doug Baldwin, Devontae, uh, Devontae Adams, and Juju Smith-Schuster. So quite a few guys that he had a better short shuttle time than. Yeah, I thought um, Juju was another good kind of comp too. You know, he kind of does a good bout of stuff that Juju does. Yeah, I think Juju does a little bit, a little bit, a little bit more catch. after I mean, the catch and agree. has a little bit more to his game. But yeah, I think that. Um, Michael Pittman certainly has a unique skill set for a guy his size. Now, some of the strengths that I wrote down, no problem making contested catches, really good concentration, love seeing his ability to go, you know, work down the field, uh, along the boundary, tight man coverage, um, you know, working against corners and safeties when he's high pointing the ball, does that really well. We talked about some guys that we wanted to see, you know, those players do that more. Speaking of LaVisca Chenault, a couple other guys that uh, I think Michael Pittman does that better than some of those guys. Um, again, quick getting out of his routes in the short passing game, especially for a 6'4 guy. 
And this is what I love about Michael Pittman, okay? And this I don't think this should be overlooked, is he is going to step in day one, and he's going to do whatever the coaching staff wants him to. If oh, you no want doubt. him to, if you want him to rush the punter and block a punt, if you want him to be on kick coverage, if you want him to be on, you know, really any special team, like he he made a number. His highlight reel, which was crazy, we're like, why are they showing a punt right now? Like he's not returning the punt. And okay, well he's blocking the punt. <laughs> like like yeah, it's ridiculous. Like he does crazy things. Like even in the kick coverage game, like he's making plays. Um, so I love that attitude. I love that he's going to come in and be willing to do whatever. Um, you know, he needs to do as a rookie to make the team. So keep that in mind. Yeah, it almost gives him staying power. Even so, say Michael Pittman, for some reason, the NFL doesn't like him as much as some other guys, and he ends up going in the fifth, fourth, fifth round. That I mean, him just being like, you know what, I'll play special teams and do whatever I need to do to stay on the team, it really gives him a leg up for if he ends up falling, which I don't think he will. I think he's more of a third round guy, but, um, I love seeing, like you said, I love seeing that attitude where he's willing to do whatever it takes to help the team out, even if um, it's not his traditional role. Yeah, staying power. That's a good way to put it. Um, You know, one of the things that I really liked is he's got this knack of getting a really nice, clean inside release, especially, again, for a big guy. And really, he can kind of run those seam routes where he's splitting corners and safeties and getting up that seam. Yeah. does a really, really nice job at that. So he's got, I think he's got a lot to his game, whether it's route running, whether it's tracking the ball over his shoulder, whether it's high-pointing the ball, whether it's just being a jack-of-all-trades. Michael Pittman definitely stood out for me. And he's a versatile receiver. You know, played in that air raid, like I mentioned. Um, Short passing game, down the field, screen game, end-arounds. They did it all with him. He really, really did it all. So there wasn't a lot that I, I didn't like about him. Um, the one thing that it, and you know, I think people are going to look at this and be like, okay, they're just going to kind of knock him for whatever reason. Like he doesn't look like, like he's got this like, I don't say weird body type, but he's just like, doesn't look like the guy, right? He doesn't look like the guy. Now I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying he's not going to be, but to me that that's how kind of how I saw him. I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that. You're like shaking your head. He looks, he doesn't play like he looks exactly. But I don't say I don't think he looks weird to the point where he can't be a good NFL wide receiver. Okay, all right. Well, not, none more to be said about that. I don't think. Um, but yeah, overall, Michael Pittman, another guy who I think again has a chance to be more than a guy. Is he going to be a long time wide receiver too? I don't know. Is he going to be a number one wide receiver? I don't think so. Uh, but I think he's going to be a good a, a good player that you can target in those middle rounds of your rookie drafts and be pretty happy with down the road. Okay, let's move on to number three, and another guy who really impressed me, Pat, is and that's Brian Edwards out of uh, South Carolina. What were your initial thoughts looking at him, kind of what you thought going into it, and then what, what you came out with uh, after watching his tape? I mean, he kind of looks like, in a sense, a bigger Debo. Like, it seems like South Carolina has a, a tight. I really, like, in the sense that he's a bull. Like, he uh, he just is dragging piles forward. He's running into guys, running over people. Like, his yards after the catch ability is predicated on his ability and willingness to just get physical. And not to say that he's not an athletic guy, because he moves he moves around pretty well for as big as he is. He's kind of he seems almost like not like Donovan Peoples Jones type athleticism, but you know a, a step above than a lot of guys, especially at his height. And I love that scene. I love that about him. Yeah, absolutely. And you mentioned the open field 
uh, ability, that prowess, but in a different way, in a different way than some of the other guys who win with athleticism and speed. He's plenty fast enough, I think, but he really wins with just running you over. Like he, he's going to run you over at safety. He's a little bit like Laviska in that sense. Um, you know, he he really is a bull. Now he didn't do anything at the combine. Um, apparently he was recovering from a broken foot in February, so we didn't we don't have any times or official results on jumping or anything like that with uh, Brian Edwards. But looking at at some of his statistics at his time at South Carolina, now he is a senior, so he played all four years. Um, 71 catches, 816 yards, and six touchdowns last season. Pat, this was an absolutely terrible, terrible passing offense. Um, they looked, their quarterback looked, it was bad. Like, I, he might be, he might have been in the worst situation in terms of passing offense as I saw from anyone, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, he was I mean, the worst. We've seen some bad quarterbacks so far, too. That was, was the yeah, worst. TCU looked bad, too. TCU looked was really bad. bad. But yeah, I would agree that Brian, that Edwards just, they didn't, I mean, they didn't, not only mention they didn't throw the ball that much, they, like, and they were bad at it. You yeah, know, and the stats, they didn't want to. The stats back it up 5.72 yards per attempt. 12 total passing touchdowns all season. Uh, he caught six of them, so he had half of the touchdowns. So the numbers, while they don't scream off the page, um, take I mean, into account that this is a bad passing he, offense in general. He had just as much of a uh, he had just as much percentage of the offense as Michael Pittman did. You know, in in who caught 101 who caught passes 101. for 1,500 yeah, so yards. Michael Pittman yeah. caught 30 more passes, and they had the exact. Uh, target share. Yeah, so he's a focal point. He was a focal point of his offense. Um, at least 55 catches each of the last three seasons. Nearly 800 yards in each of the last three seasons. So, look, he was a consistent integral part of South Carolina's offense the past few seasons. Um, mentioned the ability to just run over DBs in the open field. He's big. He's physical. I didn't see any problem making contested catches, which I really liked. You know, down the sideline, he is a highlight reel guy. He makes highlight reel catches, which ridiculous is ridiculous catches. Really, really awesome. Now, you thought that he had some drop issues. I didn't see any that really popped up on tape. But mm. have you been hearing some rumblings about yeah, drop I, problems? Yeah, I, I specifically heard of an area like or there was a a point last year in 2018 where he dropped about a a, a pass every other game in about a seven. It was like four passes in a seven game span. And that's not good. Like I, he, he doesn't seem like he catches the ball at like the cleanest. Sometimes it's almost more of like a concentration type drop, and he just sometimes has lapses in his technical ability. But not to saying that he can't. That's not. I think that's something that he could easily fix with a little bit better of a uh, receiver coach. You know, if somebody can get him in, okay, man, we're just going to work on you getting getting being very consistent with your technique and just paying attention to the ball a little bit more, then I think he can easily fix that and become one of the more top receivers in this class. Yeah, and look, some of the weaknesses that I had down, I think were, were you know byproducts of how bad the passing offense was. Um, I thought it really held him back. I don't think he developed a full route tree, so that's something that compared to some of these other guys, not quite as a, much of a complete receiver. But he's got plenty of playmaking ability in the open field. And again, he does it in a different way. It's not so much with that quickness and speed and burst. It's more with, hey, I'm just going to run through you. I'm going to find a way to, to pick up four, five, six extra yards. And he does it on a regular basis. Um, what was I going to say now? I, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, what I was going to say is I think Brian Edwards, like right now sitting here without my rankings officially complete, I'm he has the chance to move up my rankings as much as anybody, if if not more than anybody. Yeah. But, I've actually got him and Pittman real close. I've, I kind of keep like a good rankings so I can move guys as I, I 
you know, as I watch and as I kind of figure out new data, new data about him and, and rewatch him. Um, I've got him and him, him and Pittman kind of back to back actually. And I can, I think they're good. They're a good foil for each other. You know, these are guys going to be going probably more towards like the late second, early third, third round guys. And I think if you're sitting there in your draft and you're, you know, neutral, neutral sites, they go to, you're looking at your team and you go, okay, I need a guy with a really high upside that can be a wide receiver one. To me, that's Brian Edwards to a T. I agree. He has there. a very. I, think I he, definitely. I think agree he could come into the league and he could be bad. You know, if he doesn't fix up some of his problems, if he doesn't polish the way he does, the the way he should. I'd say polish he, would be the way to kind of describe yeah, it. Yeah. I think that he could end up being one of those guys you always want to see a little bit more from. Where Pittman, I think, already has that polish. I just don't think he quite is going to have the upside, or he's not quite as athletic as Brian Edwards. Doesn't make quite as many spectacular catches while he still does make very good ones. Um, I think he's safer. I think he's a safer uh, guy compared to Brian Edwards. Yeah, and look, I mean, everybody wants to fall in love with the top guys, right? You know, Judy, Lamb. But the truth of the matter is, I mean, I can speak from experience. I snagged Terry McLaurin in the third round last year, who was not a complete afterthought from a lot of guys, but he was down the list. I mean, he was pushing, you know, double digits, 10 to 12 in terms of those wide receiver rankings. So, I mean, seriously, take this is why we go so deep, especially at receiver, uh, a position that's such a uh, you know a premium in dynasty leagues because their shelf life is much longer than say running backs. Um, but you got to absolutely take a look at these guys because these are the type of players. And if if you want a player who, again, like Pat just mentioned, has a chance to be that what you know a number one down the road that you're kind of you know can classify maybe a little bit as a diamond in the rough. I think Brian Edwards is that guy. Oh, no doubt. I think he has a ch- he has a bit, he has a chance to be, maybe not like Preston Williams, but you know that guy kind of guy that just people say, oh yeah, look at it. he's got a, he's got the chance if he can bring it together.